0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I am your host, McCarter.
1: I'm SK, the co-host. On this episode, we had the ladies from Edific Solutions, Shelby and Volta, her, uh, partner protégé. in crime. Yeah, Totally, yeah. Protégé! Uh, yeah. <laughs> what? What is a protégé? Anyway, um, it was really awesome talking to them. They were super informative, The future of agriculture, the past of agriculture, the government and corporate conspiracy against liquid fertilizers... This
0: episode was crazy full of information. I am still blown away at everything I learned and am going to take back to my everyday life. But basically, they started this amazing natural compost tea, which is like just the version of it all liquid formed together. That's a natural fertilizer, which is really good for the ground and our soil, which has basically been depleted by the nitrate-based fertilizers that the government has been distributing. Yeah, they had a bunch left
1: over. Um, After World War II, there was a bunch of chemicals (laughs) left over from weapons, and they decided to put it into our agriculture and put it into the soil that grows our food. So there's a lot of dead soil out there, and these ladies have figured out a really, really great natural way to bring it back.
0: And basically, we talk about all the harmful effects of Roundup, And other bad fertilizers that have been killing the soil over the last couple decades. But we basically have 60 years left to save our soil. And I think this is one of the ways that we can do it.
1: Yeah, they blew my mind with, uh, they had a statistic, 11% of the world's usable soil, if it were living, could reverse climate change at this point.
0: Oh. So... They're so knowledgeable. It was
1: amazing to talk to them. They, had, they blew my mind with like every <laughs> little piece. We just touched on so many things that I wasn't expecting to touch on.
0: Yeah. So. It is so epic. I can't wait to re-listen. But a special shout out goes out to MJ Arsenal, today's episode sponsor. I am in love with their new Charcoal series set. I just got the Ursa in the mail and it is so cute and perfect. It's going to definitely be my new everyday rig for those tiny dabs that are perfect.
1: Yeah, I like their mini rig system, less air, more flavor, turpometer.
0: Yeah, they definitely know what they're doing and it's a great p- price point too. So check them out at mjarsenal.com and you can use our code
1: mcarter gets high to save as always, follow us, subscribe, like, all the stuff. On Instagram, we are at High Minded Pod and follow McCarter at McCarter Gets High.
0: And as always,
1: stay high. high.
2: I'm Shelby and I started this compost tea business after I graduated CU Boulder in 2016. Scope Buffs. Uh, let's go buff. <laughs> I'm originally from suburbs of Detroit, Michigan, but I lived out here for 10 years now and have really built an amazing community around the soil and plants and regenerative agriculture. And that's how I know Zach and just got really connected and really rooted down here in really beautiful ways. So the compost tea has kind of led me on this journey. And what compost tea is, it is a liquid form of compost that is a plant, food, and also acts as a pesticide. So um, we pretty much brew that up for residences, people's yards, their lawns, their flower gardens, their vegetable gardens, their trees. And so that goes all the way from small scale to large scale. So we like work with some commercial clients and farmers and yeah, just really wow. building the soil Sweet. in any way that we can. I with already tea. so many
0: questions. But <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> amazing. First of all, congratulations Thank on like you. starting your own business loves all these seeing badass females getting after it. We need to take over.
1: <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. But, <laughs> Do you have a background in horticulture?
2: I went to see you for environmental studies and geography. Cool. So, but I got really interested in the soil from permaculture. I took a per- permaculture design class. Oh, cool. And that really also empowered me to start my own company. Not only did it bring me way closer to the plants, like I had like an aha moment in the course of like we only, I, I grew up just knowing like this is a tree, this is a flower, this is a bush. <laughs> yes. And then in my permaculture class, we're like, no, like all these, like what kind of plant is so important and mm-hmm. all the functions that this plant provides. I, I just got really mind blown. I felt like my life changed taking that course. Wow. And wow then that's
0: beautiful. from there,
2: yeah, I got led to other people that did the had the compost tea business uh, that supported me to start my own. So just really community. Wow, led me
1: here. Yeah, that's so cool. Wow, mm-hmm. I love Boulder's that. Really, um, they
0: are a big community here. It's a
1: really cool. It's kind of why I don't want to leave. Yeah, yeah. We call it the
2: mycelium network of nice. people. Like that, we're all little mushrooms. Yes, we're all connected.
0: we've like <laughs> I, I totally agree. Like we're, yeah, like, like, like we're like we're like, all just all little mycelium. I feel like
1: if the world could like that's the path to world peace. If we could like actually yes. access this mycelial network um, between ourselves,
3: and I think ourselves. we can. And more people are there's this. Like idea of the fruiting body of the mushroom, like you only see it come to life every so often, but the mycelium remains alive, and I, that's really mm. what connects us. Yeah, yeah. oh,
0: so cool. Exactly. Even if
3: we're not actively on the same project at the same time, like that's okay. Like we're all just sending each other that energy and sharing resources the way that the mycelium would. Yeah,
0: yeah, I Wait, feel
3: like. Vo- sorry, yep. Volta.
0: Will you introduce yourself? You hey, have you Volta.
3: Talking head. You just blew just my mind, and popped popped I really in. want to touch
0: back on
1: that, Actually, <laughs> yeah, but
3: yeah. Hi, I'm Volta Laureus. I am. I don't know. I'm a mystic and an artist, and uh, yeah, I don't like to frame myself around my work, but rather how I feel the quality of which I'm engaging with my work, or not work for that matter. Uh, but yeah, my my first touch into the soil was after a big trauma. I decided I'm going to go live in the forest. I don't know what else to do right now. And I met a cool herbalist guy, seven songs. You can still take his classes in New York. Um, and he could tell I was really going to stick around and that I had no fucking clue what I was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't. I was like, you know, 20, 21. I had. This is
0: in upstate New York?
3: This was in New Mexico, actually. Oh, New Mexico. At the time, okay. yeah. And he just kind of took me under his wing and he taught me forest gardening.
0: Wow. How
3: to feed myself. He taught me foraging. How to feed myself or make my own medicine cabinet. So he cool. He taught me how to put together my first aid kit how to like communicate with other humans, even though I'm like avoiding them actively if I need to, if the mm-hmm. shit goes down. And I was just like, wow, this man, like this was such a gift.
0: Wow. wow this was what a mentor. A gift. So
3: that was kind of my start with it. And um, coming from a childhood upbringing in the suburbs, mm-hmm. which is very disconnected from nature and natural patterns.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, totally. In New Mexico. In Texas. In Texas, In okay. Texas, yeah. Oh. Suburbia. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I grew up around Dallas. Um, so having that, like, initiation into the soil of, like, hey, if you pay attention to what's happening and you know what to listen for and you know what to look for, mm-hmm. this thing will take care of you, even in the desert.
1: Wow. Whoa. And it did for quite
3: some time. Wow. And, yeah, ever wow. since then I've just always been so amazed with, I don't even know how to describe it. Just the interconnectedness of life and how all life forms exist together, kind of doing their own thing, kind of interacting, kind of keeping each other in check, yeah. creating mm-hmm. new life. It's wild. Mm. It's wild. Wow. So yeah, I love it. I just admire the soil and all of its magic so much.
0: Yeah. So how did yeah. you two meet then?
3: Through a midwife. My midwife friend. Yeah. Did you know that? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I feel like this is You was didn't so know related. how they met? How you you <laughs> didn't remember?
2: <laughs> Wait, no, no, this is
3: I okay. actually feel like this is key to yeah, this conversation this because someone who understands like the wet, dark mystery of the womb, or at least is fascinated. Who who of us really understands it, right? Yeah. But someone who reveres that, let's say, was like, hey, I think you'd like this compost tea thing. I saw a thing on Facebook. I'm like on Facebook, but I hate it. I never look at it. So she was like, <laughs> go talk to this that. person. <sighs> uh, and I was like, okay, that sounds fun. And I wasn't sure if I was going to continue traveling or kind of root down mm-hmm. where I was. I'd been traveling my whole career. So I was like, I don't know. I'll check it out. And and now here we are just, you know, so you, friends. Were you, were all you sorts traveling things. like through
0: Boulder or through Gold, Gold Hill? Hill? Yeah. Or like...
3: I... After I left the forest, I took on a yoga career. Okay. Oh, okay. I finished, um, I finished school in that vein. And I traveled around and I taught at different studios, workshops, retreats. Okay. Um, which was fun. But I also... I just kind of wanted more. I wanted something different and engaging. You yeah. reach your level of mastery with things and, like, you want to dig deeper. So I was like, okay, I'm going to, like, turn to the earth right now. Like, that sounds really fun and nourishing to me. So when you say forest gardening um,
1: versus foraging, what is kind of the distinction there? Are you, like, planting your own stuff in the
3: – you, like, have full on? okay. Yeah, yeah, you're totally getting the idea. And I think there may be some spectrum and crossover mm-hmm. because – What's the word I'm looking for? Stewardship. Okay. The stewardship yeah. does matter around foraging. Like, we're not just taking anything. We are planting seeds as we go along when we're foraging. Yeah. Like, like an honorable I try to, harvest. Kind right. Of. Like, I try to interact mm. with the earth in the way that, like, these herbal teachers have told me, like, hey, like, if you just take, you're not left with much. You have to be giving right. back in the same breath. Mm. Um, so that was just kind of instilled in me from a young age. So there is some crossover, but forest gardening is a little more purposeful and getting a little more towards agriculture practices where you're like, oh, I want to eat a carrot. And this Mm -hmm. is only going to grow if I don't let the little leaves get crushed on the way up because they're really tender or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So that one implies a little bit more human attention. But I will say it was really cool maybe putting in one hour of work every day and being completely fed. Right. Yeah. After being in a world where, like, you work eight, nine, ten hours a day, and you're like, great, I can afford to have roommates. (laughs) Uh, You know, I was just like, wow, like, what the earth has to give is huge
1: hmm yeah.
3: yeah. Wow. So
0: what led you both to compost tea then? Well, so wait, I, I need to go back to the— Oh, okay. The mid, sorry,
2: because— Back to the midwife. I, so, yeah, I was looking for employees, like my first kind of real employees. And what I mean by employees, I mean people that will come out with me and spray the compost tea uh, at okay. any jobs that I get. And so this is pretty early on in me starting— and so I put out a Facebook ad and Volta is the only person who called me no. directly and I was right. like, "Okay, girl, you want to come your help hired. me." <laughs> well, I wanted <laughs> like to a work tryout, Yeah, kind of. and it was honestly just moving my stuff from one location to the next. And I was like, "If you can heavy lift, drive in a car with me and have good conversation, then we can work together." And that's nice. pretty much when she came to work with me. It happened and How long ago yeah, was that? That was in 2020. Okay. Wow. So two years of working together. And then from there, we just really have become so close. And I've only lived in the mountains for the past three years. Like I lived in Boulder. So I've been in Gold Hill for two. And I brought her up to Gold Hill like last year.
1: Nice. Mm -hmm.
2: So we're creating like lots of magic up there. So So already so magical.
0: You live there and you do like. Is your business based there as well? Or, no. like, where do you get all of your, like, supplies? It, we just
2: moved <laughs> to a farm. Shout out the Yellow Barn Farm. Um, it's off thirty-six and Nelson Road, going up to Lyons from here. Oh, yeah. And it's a big yellow barn. You can't really yeah, miss it. Yeah, I've passed it yeah, for sure. yeah. yeah. So nice. we're moving there on agricultural land. That feels really good after kind of, Hell yeah. you know, just Congratulations. running. Yeah, after running out of where I live. And then we were in a warehouse these past two years. Okay, And... Just it's just so much better to be working on land that we can put any leftovers or just interact with the whole community instead of just like a warehouse where everyone's renting and totally. Yeah, just being closer to
3: It feels so good to be a member of the farm. Again, it's that mycelium. Like, I know there's going to be give and take. And Mm -hmm. just our energy there. People are so excited to have compost tea who already know about it. They're like, oh, this is a perfect fit. This makes so much sense. Yeah. So it feels good to be working with that kind of energy supporting us. Okay.
1: Yeah, totally. So what is in the compost tea? Yeah. What
3: what makes it so special? Yeah, so I
1: guess what led me to compost tea
2: is all ties in is like going back to my story about the plants. And mm-hmm. once you like learn about plants, you can't ignore the soil. So I got really interested in the soil component because that was like a, a part of the course, like pretty much every permaculture course and they have a whole soil section. So that's why I first learned about compost tea and then I met some people that were brewing it and what was so fascinating is that we're taking the compost and we're putting it in a mesh bag that looks like a tea bag. So that's why it's even called tea. So oh. it's really just steeping in the yeah, compost. And it, well, yeah, and it's cool. aerating. So it's bubbling.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. Um,
2: and you can do cycles from four to 24 or even more hours of brewing. That's what we call it. Okay. It's brewing the compost tea
0: brewing. Wait, and then, so you're, yeah, you're like, do you put water in? Yes, there there's with water. It? Yeah, so okay. we
2: brew at 250 gallons at a time. Oh, okay, wow. And Whoa. yeah, but
0: at what like temperature? I guess is the um, mixture. Just, yeah, do you well, like boil the water? No, and then, like, no. Use, like, there's hot tea? like you
2: can use hot water mm-hmm. because the microbes actually love heat. So uh-huh. some people have like heaters inside their compost tea brewer, um, but no, um, it's not actually hot in any way. Okay. Oh. it's hot in life.
3: Uh, yeah, it's like hey, hot hey, microbes. Does it get
2: warm as the it life? It definitely does. Okay. Exactly. Like, you know, cool. a compost pile. Yeah, con- for sure. Exactly. Oh, it's, okay. very, it's very similar. So where the the when the bubbles are happening, what's actually happening is it's releasing the microbes from the compost particles, and they'll be suspended in water. Every single or, like, most microbes can live in water, and that was something that blew my mind because I was like, how are we taking these, like— soil microbes and right, putting them we in extract water. extract
3: the plant matter out and then they're just little organisms on their own. Well. But they don't mind.
2: And then we feed <laughs> they're them. They're just living still. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then we feed them certain so foods they're that also act they're as populating. like... they populating. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And then they are also eating each other. And so, yes, there is a lot of heat. It's, it's an fog? entire Wait. ecosystem
1: <laughs> yeah, happening. It's called
2: the soil exactly. food cool. web. Okay. You know
0: how we learned about
2: the food web mm-hmm. in school?
0: Absolutely. Soil
2: food web is its total own thing. And, I'm you know, fired. if one...
0: They're teaching regular people about this
1: <laughs> because no, they like selling people, nitrate
2: based uh Yes, garbage. they do not know <laughs> that the soil is alive. And I love calling the soil the skin of the earth or the womb of the earth. Wow. It is very much so always alive, always producing and we do not treat it well. Wow, Just yeah. Currently.
0: Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, fuck. Okay, so what do you put in the compost tea to like make it the like, or I guess How what do you? Do you feed it? So, yeah, so there's what do you know it
2: needs? There's different <laughs> recipes. Like, it's really cool. There's not just like one way of making compost tea. So, there is a way to encourage bacterial growth within the tea, okay. which bacteria is like one of the most basic organisms and so necessary in every single system. And so, those are pretty easy to cultivate. And then it goes all the way to fungal dominant teas. So I like, we make a a different time of year. Spring, summer, fall is like when we spray people's yards and each cycle is either bacterial, bacterial, fungal, balanced, or just fungal. Okay. Based on the season. And then we can add really anything extra to that because what we're focusing is on the biological, biological life, but you know, just adding nutrients that we make in organic, like not organic, but, um, more natural ways we can get into that. It's called like fermented plant juices and stuff. And like using weeds to harness their nutrients in their mar- microbial life.
3: Even into um, like the insect world, we've put in beneficial nematodes to address specific problems people are having on their land. There are so many different forms of life and kingdoms of life we can pull from to nourish the soil. Mm, And it's kind of like just like Hmm. recruiting the right soldier for the job. You just like put the right (laughs) out there and just let them do all the work for you. Wow.
0: Sorry, can you go more into that example like to give more color to the – because I'm still like not like – like what would be my problem in my yard I guess that I would be like I'm going to call you y'all to do like – it's not... You know,
1: like... <laughs> it's, like, restoring the- It's not, like, a problem. It's, like... Yeah,
2: I mean, it definitely can fix issues, but... It's more so just if you're going to need to feed mm-hmm. a plant, you can do it in these natural ways. It doesn't okay. have to be stuff you buy so it's from more the store. So it's kind of, of like okay. honestly a personal choice. So it's and like some people natural have been natural fertilizer. Yeah, they've been making compost tea for themselves for years. Like yeah. this is really ancient. It's not so, new yeah, at pe- all. So yeah,
0: people can make their own compost tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they just okay. put like a bubbler,
2: yeah. um, like a fish aerator, aerator stone in a bucket or, like, a big barrel. Mm-hmm. And they also, people would use, like, pillowcases for the compost tea bag, oh, you okay. know? like yeah.
3: yeah. Now there's even kits, so you can, you know, order a kit for a five-gallon thing. That makes sense. Uh, wow. And that's one of the things cool. I think is so cool about compost tea. It's not like we're reinventing the wheel or even, like, innovating anything. We're just like, this is old and proven and good.
1: Mm-hmm. This and is it makes way a lot of better, sense. better, yeah, than any of the other and stuff. And I see how
3: effective it is. Uh, like, <laughs> we treated this poor tree last year that i think you know i don't want to name names but one of those like you get a green lawn companies oh yeah um just ruined just like really That's really so injured sad. lots of chemical burn was, yeah. and like over nutrients bad effects that are happening oh. you see all these things happen when they get fed too much and what I love about compost tea, it's really gentle. It's old school. It's balancing with the environment. It's interacting with all these different levels of life. And that tree recovered so well after <clears throat> just one treatment. Wow. And it was really beautiful to see.
0: So you saw I'm, the progression like one year later,
3: you said? It would have been two, three months.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We can see differences. That's so cool. So
2: one a tagline I like to say is grow soil to grow healthy plants. Mm-hmm. So the reason why you would use compost tea is they're very interconnected. And if you're something is going wrong with your plants, it makes mean something's going wrong in your soil. So And on the
0: plant's like get to the root of the problem. Yes. But
2: (laughs) even on their leaf surfaces, they have a whole microbiome living on them. So we actually like spray, foiler spraying as well as the soil. And we do like deep root tree injections to get to the tree roots. Um, But it's that. So the reason why the microbes are even important is that, you know, you're holding soil and it's full of all these minerals, but the minerals are not in plant available form. So then microbes create a relationship with the plant where they are unlocking these microbes and putting them in plant-available form. And so they're just speaking with each other, hanging out. In return, you know, the plants are giving the microbes carbon, which is what all life lives from is carbon. So it is this mutualistic, beautiful relationship. And if we can just steward that instead of ruining it... um, you see crazy growth. Wow! Yeah. So it's really cool. We've seen people tell us that even just putting their hands in their soil, they, it has physically transformed their soil. Just our wow. compost tea.
3: And for those of you not in the Rockies, the the <laughs> yeah. soil here is literal rocks <laughs> at best. It's clay. So to be able to submerge your hand in the soil is like an invitation. It is the soil telling you she's actually ready to receive. And now time for a quick commercial break.
0: MJ Arsenal makes mini rigs and bongs perfect for your next adventure. Why mini rigs? Less air equals more flavor for your terpenes. Sacrifice nothing and elevate the ordinary session with MJ Arsenal. And they have a new, really great color charcoal perfect for
1: him or her. Use code high to save at MJarsenal.com.
0: Would you say that you're the natural fertilizer that you're making is, like, carbon-based because that's kind of – we had a a former – or someone who came on our podcast, Tim McCormick. Yeah, I
2: listened to that one. Yeah, so I'm trying Loved to it. kind
0: of, like, use that knowledge yes. we learned there and, like, you know, bring this all together. Yeah, it seems
1: like <laughs> carbon, carbon is what soil wants. Yes, and um, nitrogen, right, because that's what
2: compost is, carbon okay. and nitrogen. And then also just organic matter, and the organic matter – Is the decaying plants? Is Mm -hmm. the microbes like everything going
3: through like decomposition? Yeah, like we are are organic matter. That is part of the carbon content. Yeah. These okay. The life forms. Cool. You know? Wow.
1: It makes so much sense when you say it makes it like bioavailable to yes. um, the plants right. in it's a like way that it can't It's can like you can eat be.
3: supplements from, you know, the supplement store all day long, but if we're not eating whole foods that are bioavailable to our body, we're still not going to get it. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of the same with plants. They do best eating what they actually eat Yeah. in an environment that is helping them digest. It's yeah. so fun. They all work together. Yeah, They're all just feasting all day.
1: That's amazing. That's just, really
3: yeah. So if okay, so
1: for example, my landlord um, sprays our lawn with Round, not good roundup. stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say some <laughs> like, like weed killer. Yeah, totally. Um, it, the Roundup, exactly, um, and it's terrible And our lawn is miserable, but like, we have to keep it green. That's like their whole agreement with our landlord. Uh, ours um, says that too. Yeah. So <laughs> what is like lawns? Man. Do you guys know, know where that like came from having a, a green lawn? Yeah. No. we are going to
2: love this. The British. So it was just a way of having a garden that, shows people that you're not putting work into it oh. like a lawn is actually not that much work at the end of the day so it's a status thing okay to say hey we are privileged enough to not have to work on our land and you know that's something that was done all the way with slave labor and plantations Whoa. and things right so landscaping is really deeply rooted in a lot of cultural things that have happened so in history. Nuts. And so, yeah, so, so we're silly. just like still living in that time where people are like green lawn when lawns aren't, don't even serve that many functions. Like going back to the thing about there's so many plants that serve so many different functions. Yeah. And we could be growing those. Yeah. Right? Instead of a lawn.
1: What do you, right. have you like guerrilla gardening um, with native seeds and stuff like that? Is that, um I don't know, how do you feel about that? Oh, so
2: totally about that. I mean, it's. Also being cautious of the species that you're taking to different places. Yeah, with you can, native, like, yeah. Yeah, you can introduce like invasive and stuff like that. But yeah, we actually did a gorilla gardening at a at a fracking site. Oh, cool. We Wait, can you explain
0: what that means more? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, so gorilla gardening is know.
2: activism <laughs> with active gardening. Oh
0: okay. so you
2: are Is it like a physically- Johnny
0: appleseed approach?
2: No, it was ac- like the one. <laughs> I mean, my experience throwing I did, seeds it, everywhere he goes. we not actually, wrong. yeah, we, came, yeah, we came in though with plants and we're like digging holes. It was really quick oh, because cool. the cops might have been called. We've been taken away oh. because we were trespassing. Oh, okay. We That's started doing. Wondering. We started working with you the. You're doing trespass. it on land. Oh. And you don't showing.
1: have access to necessarily. Yes. Okay. Wow. So like really guerrilla, like going in. Yeah, it yeah, was cool. very cool.
2: That was with like 350 Colorado, if you know them. Yeah, like a climate change. They're really cool organization, and that was like maybe three years ago at this point, and the garden has not survived because there wasn't a water source. Um, I've gone back there because I sprayed compost tea on it, and, yeah. So water (laughs) is very, very important, and that's where they (laughs) still need water. Yeah, but what's cool about Mm. compost tea is it's water and nutrients and the life form. Like, it's just, like,
1: Mm. super comprehensive. It's the trifecta. Yes, the trifecta. Uh, I love the number three. Have you um, <laughs> tried to grow cannabis? That's, I was yes, of ask. course. Do you we, work so, with any very cannabis? Very <laughs> Yeah,
2: cool. We work
3: with us. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is something I think being a young woman business owner, and I have really, you know, I got real, when I first got so excited about compost tea, and I was like, yes, the cannabis industry, because one of the people who I looked up to actually was doing that. And he is an older man. And So I started making compost tea, started making connects, having meetings with cannabis growers, and it just always turned into, like, I just want to date you or, like, I don't take you seriously or I'm just objectifying. So I have actually just stopped even talking to cannabis growers because what I think is actually more impactful for the soil is working with the ground. Of course, I would love to help advocate for organically grown cannabis. But at the end of the day, that's a paradigm shift that the grower themselves has to go through, and I'm kind of done – I was extending myself a lot to to maybe, like, get into something, and it would go nowhere. So, yes, we have this really magical Uh, greenhouse in Gold Hill, and we do grow. But we grow so many other plants as well. Like, it's... um, yeah, Look, you, you should come up sometime. I last. was going to say <laughs> yeah. field trip, yeah. Yeah, we run them out with
0: like <laughs> musher. Like how does your like compost tea, I guess, support like the mycelium yeah. network you we're discussing?
1: And oh, when
3: you yeah. say fungal, what kind of mushrooms are you using? In mycelium? Okay, so how about for this example, we'll talk about some of the culinary mushrooms we have going in the greenhouse. So we did a little wood chip inoculation. Okay. Which is where you take a liquid life of mushrooms, put it on some wood chips and spread it around wherever you want it to be. And even if they don't fruit necessarily, they're still creating mycelium. Mycelium is really excellent at distributing resources Mm -hmm. and sensing what other life forms need. So that's a really special component that I like because I feel, again, it's like letting something else do the work for you that's probably better at their job than you are. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Yes. uh, So when the environment (laughs) is right, we have many different beds. I don't know, like a dozen beds, maybe more throughout the greenhouse. Some of them won't fruit mushrooms, but others with the right conditions totally will. And we just get delicious culinary mushrooms all day long. Awesome. Yeah. What but kind of okay. mushrooms are you growing? We're growing like, garden giants. Oh, okay. I haven't yeah. even heard of that. Wine cap. Is Wine another cap. Name for them. Kind of mild, like portabella-ish, but not even that flavorful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool.
2: Okay. But so nice. what makes our compost tea fungal is connecting back to Zach with Boulder Mushroom, is mm-hmm. he gives us liquid mycelium that I just add to my tea. Cool. And I also in the past have used mycorrhizal powders. And these are type of types of fungi that are specifically good with growing with plants. Like, they actually create a relationship with the plant root and extend the plant root. Whereas oyster mushrooms and some other mushrooms, they will work in the soil, but they're not necessarily directly interacting with the plant, if that makes sense. Okay, and that's they're like not a like whole, the messenger. I don't know if Zach like went into that with y'all.
0: Not too much. Yeah, the
2: so- the fungi in the soil is something that I really am trying to bring awareness to because... It's where we live in Colorado. It's very dry, so it's not very abundant. And once you introduce fungi to like someone's yard that is rampant with weeds or something, the weeds they live off bacteria. They can't eat fungi, so we're like making this person's soil fungal dominant. And then the weeds are like, oh shit, my food is gone. They can't survive. Yeah, and it's definitely that's a slower process. So that's maybe like one whole year Mm -hmm. of giving this person these applications of the more fungal dominant tea
0: and you okay. just do it three times
2: a, yeah, year. a year yeah or if like someone needs it more we'll do it more
3: what's but. funny about that to me is even though that's a slower process putting roundup on a lawn or something to me which it, not even judging the product just purely from the standpoint of is this product effective it destroys is the everything. best product on the market <laughs> Right. It slowly destroys your lawn and your lawn's ecosystem so that it can't support itself, crumbles your soil to freaking nothing. Like When you think about what's a three-year process, when you're picking which path you choose, I would much rather take the slow, nourishing path
1: than the
3: quick, destructive path. Yeah, because
1: I mean, then you have to rebuild the whole thing. That's it's like you'll just start from antibiotics. Scott. This is like more work definition yeah.
0: of America needing to like change our perspective of like, no, we need to not go the quick destructive path. We need to go the longer, like, yeah. regenerative yeah. path. I feel like in so many different well,
1: scenarios. It's like the entire 20th century was defined by quick and quick and destructive, quick and hard and chemically. And, chemical absolutely. and, and yeah. I mean, ammonium
2: nitrate was. Just a leftover. That's from World what War we T- talked yeah. about
1: with
0: Zach that I was like, blew yeah. my
2: mind. Yeah. So, and it's still being to this day, it needs natural gas to be made. So, right now, the price of ammonium nitrate has doubled, wow. and farmers all over America cannot afford it. And I've been so, hearing this on the news. Yes. And Russia and COVID yeah. it all affected it. And so, it's almost like the market is like opening up. Yeah, for things like this yeah. to come through. Because there's many, many... The compost tea is just one of many, many amazing soil amendments that we have yeah. um, pretty easy access to if you just look a little harder.
1: Yeah, so if, if we were able to get away from ammonium nitrates and, like, towards compost tea nationally, like, say, like, 90% of American agriculture uses compost tea instead of these destructive... Um, ways what would it look like how would um you know a climate change and these sorts of things it
3: would look like us hiring a team of excellent lawyers because there's a whole industry <laughs> yeah that doesn't want this to be prevalent Yep. Uh, And you you can really see it (laughs) bear when you google compost tea like if you talk to humans who have had experiences with compost compost tea ferments these these ways of nourishing your soil and your plants Mm -hmm. they're like oh yeah of course you know it's just second nature common sense to them if you google it like, your first hundred results, if not more, are like, is compost tea a scam? A compost myth. tea doesn't work. Yes. <laughs> it's about compost tea. Oh, my tea. God. Throw away your compost the, tea. You know, it's all just negative uh, bullshit. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to take that as a little hat tip that we're on a good track. Mm-hmm. Honestly.
0: A- and yep. wow. truly they They're a lot trying of- to turn out some negative PR to, like— <laughs> Hush it
1: down. The SEO is working on people, yeah. yeah. And yeah. a lot of
3: people will ask me, like— I think like, that shows effort. People paid for that to happen. Yeah. Many people. Right. It's like yeah. for oh, millennia,
1: yeah. this has been happening, <laughs> this compost tea.
3: Oh, like, so like, long, like before
2: it was even d- documented. Wow. Is yeah. it,
0: like, the first official, like, fertilizer that people were, like, making for people, plants? They would like, call it,
2: like, manure tea— Liquid manure, like, because mm-hmm. that is something that has been just inherently known, right? Like, think about it. What we eat goes through our system, comes out, they, and they did that with animals and just used it for yeah. fertilizer. So then they started turning into liquid form to make it more concentrated and make it go farther and make it also for different uses, right? Spraying versus spreading compost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's a lot of ways that compost tea is just... Phenomenal for application over spreading compost, and it's so like a lot of people don't use. Yeah, they don't yeah. use compost because it. it's so hard to spread. Mm. But people will ask me like a, a lot. What's your background? Are you a microbiologist? And I'm just like, no, I just went to see you, <laughs> and. Started making compost tea. I started working with it and I still use a lot of methods and same ingredients that I use from the very beginning just to stay consistent. I mean, obviously things have evolved and the research is always changing. Like we did not know that the soil was alive until the 1980s. And I'm not even exaggerating. Whoa.
1: Once we as a society killed it all, we were like,
2: oh, shit. <laughs> no, because we couldn't see it under a microscope. We couldn't see it. Oh, wow. So it's like a testament to seeing is believing in this way. Oh, yeah. Not just, oh, I think the soil is giving me something. I feel that it's giving me something. People had to see it and they identify the microorganisms, right? And like, So this is actually pretty new research. And cool. I feel that we are part of that research in what we're doing. Really yeah. so the funny
3: thing about the truth, and I think we all know this, yes. is that it, maybe especially as women, that kind of feminine truth that isn't necessarily logically based, you just like feel it in your bones, in your whole
1: mm-hmm. being.
0: In your uterus.
3: In your, yeah, <laughs> seriously. Like you, you feel that something is true, even if you don't fully understand it. Yeah. And like you see this, especially in like pregnant women who like... They keep their mouth shut, but they're like, yeah, I knew it was a girl the whole time. Or, like, whatever. And, like, you can see that they're, like, There's, like, like, like an unknowing. A yeah. So, yeah, there is,
1: yeah, there wisdom is, comes. There is the yeah. mother.
3: As much as I am interested in that masculine kind of truth that's like, oh, look, a protozoa, a flagellate. There are this many of each type of life form. <laughs> look at the slides on the microscope. Yeah. Like, that's cool that that supports what I already know in my body. But, like, I what I know in my body is so much richer. I don't yeah. I love that, that is supporting what I already know to bring it to the surface. Uh, but I like the truth tends to surface in time anyway. So I'm not really concerned about all yeah. those things catching up. I'm just like too. let's just do this stuff that's obviously working. That's that's enough. That's the living proof to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people call it permaculture but it's meeting. It's coming together. Like the logic is meeting what we already know. Yeah. yeah
1: intuition and logic are finally coming yeah. together with the yeah. Right.
3: They'll call permaculture
2: like a pseudoscience. Like, right? It's like things it's <laughs> Really. Yeah, like that it's not really like proven scientifically or that it's it's fine yeah, people. Can you
0: explain more about like like lip Living soil and like – because people yeah. say like
1: define living soil
0: yeah. as – well, in the cannabis industry, living soil is now like a buzzword yes. that people use. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you're saying that the soil's already alive, like with all of Most these – Most of the time, yes. Yeah, like microorganisms and like bacteria,
1: fungi. Like unless you kill it, it's living. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like people
2: will test – like say an area of soil that people walk on a lot compaction. So, but like a how far down floor. are
0: you going? I guess
2: it's <laughs> just the topsoil. The topsoil, so is how the many first inches? couple inches? Okay, topsoil, and they mm. say, like the scientists have said, it takes a hundred years to build topsoil, and that's naturally to build like that's, one inch. Yes, of topsoil, oh and that is nature doing it, which I believe, but with. This knowledge of yes yeah, stewardship and working with the land and what's around it, we can mimic these ways that nature drops its decaying plant matter. And then like, you know, rain and um, just this, we can, like, that's what I really feel like compost tea. What do you call compost tea sometimes? The fake rain? What is, No.
3: What do you think? I call I up so many things. Yeah, I have <laughs> lots of but names it's like, for the it's things, like, things I adore.
2: Like, it's like we're painting a landscape and making Aww. it rain for the plants, and the plants making are making it like, rain for the so, plants. <laughs>
1: so excited! It's like a time machine for the plants. It's like oh, a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Let's like, shorten that. Some to like, people wow. who and, don't
2: get it, I say it's kombucha for plants and soil because mm. people understand that we need to balance like our bodies. Biotics yes, too. Yes, it? well, okay. it's like all prebiotics is its own thing, too. So this is more of the probiotic.
0: Okay. Wait, does is, soil The need? prebiotic
2: is what feeds the probiotic. Okay. So if that's like putting down um like kelp and oyster shells and like, you know, I'm trying to talk in like terms. Or, of or during the, the brew grow. process,
3: there's more prebiotic stuff happening. Yes. Okay. Because all then the little finished? microbes are eating each other within the food web. Okay. And and so they're so balancing like once you, you put it other. all in, that's
1: prebiotic. And then once it starts stewing and like bubbling, then that's probiotic. It's like,
2: but it's also at the same, like whatever's already in the soil, our compost tea is just going to be
0: food for that
2: because it's not okay. necessarily like, oh, this little microbe I'm spraying is going to live in the soil. <laughs> like it, so many things could happen to it. And okay. We,
0: That's what I'm wondering. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but, it, but it's still food. Okay. Mm-hmm. None of it is, is a bad thing.
3: Like nothing is going to waste.
2: Yes. Nature will.
3: Right. Use it. An eagle it. wants a fresh meal, but a vulture doesn't care. Same thing in the soil. Okay. It will go to use. I love
0: Mm. that.
3: Yeah.
0: This is so interesting. I've literally never even, like, heard – I mean, I've heard about it, but just kind of what you're saying is literally just see these random things. It's like, what are the myths – About
1: the pseudoscience of
0: compost
1: tea. Yeah, I I thought it was a fear based thing.
2: But there is testing under a microscope is important. But what's also important is me not using dirty compost sources. If I'm using a legitimate, clean, biologically active compost source, yeah. So, where do you get your? So, the man that made the compost tea brewer that I use, it's called a GOT, Greater Earth Organics. Okay. And I have been sourcing from him ever since I bought my equipment because since there's not very many compost tea brewers in the market, there's not tons of people who are even selling things. And so he was just one of those people. And he actually worked with Elaine Ingham to create this compost tea brewer. And Elaine Ingham is like the woman who put compost tea on the map and she's super well known. She has a really cool company called Soil Food Web Inc. And you can also send soil samples in your compost... That's samples cool. to her. You
3: can get educated. She has yeah. some
2: cool horses. I actually yeah. was just in California where she lives and I got to see the <laughs> where she lives. And it's really cool because I've been taking her courses and um, she's the one, you know, like I learned that whole thing about weeds don't they feed on bacteria, they don't feed on fungi. And I started implementing that, right? So there's just not that many people
0: to really look to. Right, that are like spreading the knowledge. Yeah,
2: except if you're actually doing it. So a lot of people will question me, like, do you test your stuff under a microscope, right? Because all they really know about the tea... Yeah, are
0: you getting it third-party tested, as we say in the cannabis industry? (laughs) And,
2: you know, sometimes compost can have salmonella or E. coli in it. And when we're brewing that in the tea, like, we are just heightening that pathogen even Mm -hmm. more, feeding it even more. And that's really dangerous, that will kill plants. But I don't use actually manure-based compost for and a lot of it just only to avoid way that that
0: would come through. Yes, exactly. Okay. Salmonella
2: and E. coli would come through with animals. But we went to a really fascinating compost conference uh, in Austin, Texas. Tell us about it. And in one of the the workshops is about them decomposing entire carcasses oh. and how to actually turn it into a safe form of compost. What? And I was just fascinated because I'm like, yeah, we can't just keep like running away from. Or not running away, but it's mostly if I work with a farmer and they have manure, like, I'll make a custom tea with their manure and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm not scared of it, but a lot of people are. And it's just funny. People think, like, always think compost is, like, poop yeah. tea. Yeah. Like all you make poop tea. Like I've definitely gotten a lot of different, (laughs) like kind of negative connotations instead of being like, no, this is like the juice of the earth.
0: I hear like the nectar. But what is it all like? I'm thinking like fruits and vegetable. Like
1: plant-based. So any plant at that point of compost. Uh, Can I make compost tea with my household compost? Yes. Absolutely can. Well,
0: yeah. Can't you not put it, you can't put in like chicken wings or whatever. like It depends a- what
1: kind of
2: composting you're doing. Some okay. kind of composting, it can degrade everything. And it's because they're harnessing these certain microbes that are well-suited for breaking that down. down. Okay. Yes, in a balanced way that it's... Because what's really happening when a pathogen comes is that means that the beneficial organisms are either missing... Or they weren't there to begin with, or
3: okay. so and so then the like pathogen outcompeted. So yes. the E. coli is winning yeah. more or less, and that's not really what we Just want. Just like a virus or something right. does
2: in our bodies, right? Yeah. So it's our bodies are so synced up to what's happening in the soil, and so that's a really great way I tell people: probiotic life shot for your plants.
1: Wow, like, like how you it's I like, love truly that. kombucha <laughs> for your
0: plants. Yeah, like, I really yeah. like that so, little tagline. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So
3: that was. That was probably on the the lighter side of that conference. And then the other side of it was (laughs) (laughs) just realizing how much the waste industry really wants compost to be their product. Uh, Whereas I would like to see compost federally recognized as an amendment to soil And not an in-house asset to agriculture. Because that means we could then go to farmers (laughs) and sell it in a way that they can pay it off with subsidies or they can pay it off with other ways that they receive money. And right now they can't. They can make it on farm as an asset in-house. Oh. But okay, so that said, the waste industry knows this. And they're like, great. There's no standard for compost right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got to see one of the best waste management facilities in Texas, honestly, um, how they make their compost. And it was like chemically treated pallet wood, shredded, not broken down. They add some leaves because they need some extra carbon sources. Mm. And then they spray it with liquid nitrogen and they sell it (laughs) back to the public like it's not a synthetic and, you know, just mystery chemical Soup. Wow, and they just throw the word compost on and it. They and they throw the word compost on it because there's no standard around yeah, what like, that is. Yeah, it's like, how is that legal? Like <laughs> it, It's because things are only legal to the degree which they're defined. Right. Yeah. And as much as that would be cool for it to be government recognized, I also realized, like, they're not even competition mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. Like, they're not even competing in the same arena. Like, I actually don't feel threatened by it. If something happens to support it and... But
0: what about the fact that they're, like, basically lying
1: to people, like...
3: And perpetuating really bad, like,
1: practices. Yeah, because some people
3: will
2: buy compost from these big trash companies and be like, my garden died or, like, it was (laughs) horrible. Trash
3: companies are known for being aggressively competitive. Yeah. Like, all over. They kind of have, like, a kind of mafia... I was going to say... Yeah, like, like, energy around them. mafia. So, (laughs) and, like, I don't hate them for that either. They're just, like... How how much can we do with this? We're here. We have the effort. If we exert, like, what can we get back? Like, great. I'm all here for that energy. But I'm like, you could also do a better job. Right.
1: Just like you try. try a little. I mean, yes! like, in Boulder, so in Boulder, we have um, compost, like, mm-hmm. pick up and everything every two weeks. Um, and that's like where industrial does that So that goes to compost. EcoCycle.
2: Yeah. Which is actually, like, a good local better, composting. Yeah. They so actually do you know sell, how they do it? I haven't actually toured their facility, but. I recently met the owner and we're gonna to spray some wood chip piles with a fungal inoculant for him. Cool. And nice. yeah, they're they're actually, you know, I was a, I went to school at CU when composting like became a thing in Boulder. Yeah. And I petitioned because they were like, we're just only gonna do it at single residence. So I meant every single multi-unit, every apartment was not gonna have compost. And what also was funny about that campaign was that they first made it legal for businesses to compost, and the businesses complained so much and said, if we have to compost, then the residents do too. So I petitioned for all everyone to be able to have access to composting, mm-hmm. not just single-residence homes and businesses. And it got through. So,
0: But in that way,
2: to me, though, I think there's such a better way to compost. I don't think that you just putting it in a bin and someone picking it up is actually the best way. There's so many resources that go into that. I know that not everyone has access to a yard or even... Like a worm bin or something. Yeah. Because worms just eat your food waste. Like when you put them immediately in there, there's no worms are great composters. Yes. So I I just think that we need to do truly from going to this big, big compost conference and seeing these billion dollar compost companies, and they're just the craziest pile, huge, (laughs) crazy piles and like this needs to be just more small scale. We mm-hmm. need to just have little people who are running their little compost systems and we also met people at the conference that do that as well. And they are just small scale and they they want they're growing to the capacity they can. And so it's just like there's just different um management that can be done with composting. How
1: many to add, make it better. How many attendees go to a compost conference? Just that was yeah. pretty big. Hey, I mm. I don't know how many. People. Yeah, it sounds like it's like
0: 5,000, 10,000.
2: It was kind of like research for a lot of employees, right? So
0: cool.
3: They got sent there by their company. It was interesting. Mm -hmm. It definitely was a lot of, like, businessmen who have definitely never touched the soil in their lives. Like, 98% (laughs) men just, like, in time. And when we would run
2: into women, it would be like— You're like,
0: oh, my God, hey, a we we
2: bonded with,
3: I'm pretty sure, like, every single woman there. (laughs) Yeah, and the women were the disruptors. They weren't holding up the status quo, like— There was actually a group of women we really bonded with who started a company around, if you think of their name, shout it out, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. they started a company around qualifying whether disposable products that say compostable are actually compostable to what degree and putting data behind it. Yes. I love that. By her standards, she's like, most compostable things aren't compostable. I would actually advise these vendors who are selling these cups or whatever, tell your clients, put it in the landfill and let it decay there. That's actually a better path than putting it into an industrial compost system. Like these things you really kind of don't expect. Whoa. Uh, yeah, they're
2: called Compost Manufacturing Alliance. Shout okay. out, Shout out. Cool. These girls, they were super cool. Where are they based out of? Um It doesn't say on here, and I don't remember. that's okay. <laughs> but they it's pretty big, right? It's not. Yeah, they're doing, like they're doing large scale. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. So that's kind of what we went there just to see what was going on with the compost industry. And they definitely that the conference supported more big business and not so much small scale like what we're doing. And no one knew about liquid compost. I didn't even call it compost tea. And, you know, I'm so glad I did it. And I used the word liquid because but they still had no idea. Oh, what that's was talking that's so wild. funny.
3: The- <laughs> So we're both in this same, like, workshop room at the same time, and the what do you call them? Presenter. She's like, oh, we're going to go through these different slides. You guys shout out which form of compost, because there are many forms of compost, which form of compost would be the best application for this. And she brought something up where liquid was obviously the way to go. Mm -hmm. Like in my mind, it was turf. Like like I am happy to pick up handfuls or shovelfuls of heavy ass compost and spread it around. But that's like, why do that work if you're not? impact you can let a host in a do better it. way right yeah. if you can do it in a way that's less effortful and more impact possibly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and she was just like, oh, yeah, I don't think that's right. Mm, no, moving on. It was very funny. Like, she she truly just had she, never heard of it and was like, yeah. I'm trying to cover her tracks almost. Oh, wow. It was amusing. And then some bro that we ended up being friends with later, he was like, yeah, compost tea. we were like, we're talking to that guy later. Nice. <laughs> but
2: she told me that, she asked me, and truly it wasn't in a snobby way. It was like, she was genuinely asking, like, wouldn't the compost tea just sit on the surface? And I was just so – I just said no because I didn't even know how to even – I'm like, it's a liquid. It will go into the soil. Like, it was – if anything, yeah, her channel's more
3: down. Where I think we threw her off. It. Have you heard of hard. groundwater? We yeah. threw her off hard.
0: Yeah, that's so that's
1: wild. Awful.
3: This is so funny because it's such oh an old
1: um, technique. Yeah, like and it, it's
3: the first technique. It almost makes me not want to go back to conferences like that because yeah. I feel like I'm leaking ancient secrets to these people. <laughs> right. And I'm like, you guys figure it out on your own. Like, read a book. Looks I'm not like getting that. it Let away it to you <laughs> That is
1: so funny. leaking
0: ancient.
2: Yeah, a lot of people ask me. Did you invent compost tea, or you have it patented, or whatever? I'm like, no. You this should is, try. Wait, yeah. Can <laughs> yeah, this, you try? I think you could patent it. Um, At least just like a formula, a proprietary yeah, blend. Yeah, your that I have. formula.
0: You yeah, should. You
1: should. One hundred percent. Right. It's like take it from everyone. I else. don't really. <laughs> no.
3: I don't feel strongly about that. Um, it's open source information.
1: Yeah, that's
3: beautiful. like that's true what gardeners.
2: It is. True gardeners, organic yeah. farmers, no.
1: Exactly. The soil is their black gold. They don't need some corporation to like tell yeah. them the that The soil it is. is
2: their gold, and wow. that is they do anything to protect that because that— So going back to the connection of how soil relates to our bodies, so if you're eating a nutrient-deficient vegetable, fruit, whatever, mm-hmm. then your body is not receiving that nutrition it actually needs, and that means that the soil is deficient of that. So when you're actually balancing the soil, the nutrients, the life— that just the overall health, then we can grow healthier plants for us to eat yeah. and us to have more nutritionally balanced bodies Yeah, and children and, and you know.
3: And we take Norman. it in not just through what we eat. If you have your hands in the soil, particularly some healthy black soil, like if you've ever done it before, you know there's like a nice smell. You're like, mm, mm that's that's fun. I'm in the soil. Like you Like yeah. you can smell this particular smell that comes through and – that is actually microbes coming through your respiratory system into your body what? increasing your immunity we are meant to work together we have been agriculturist or permaculturist probably more likely for a very long time as a species mm-hmm. we have a deep relationship with it well, beyond especially what we as even the, understand like the women
0: because like hunter gatherers like most likely the women were doing were the farming the and gathering mm. and whatever. Yeah. I mean, foraging. even men
3: out tracking, observing, breathing in the forest life. Like if, same thing, if you go out into the forest and you step on a bunch of like duff and pine needles, you like smell it and it's totally mm. so good. Yeah. I know, I get I'm always like, oh, right. you know, the soil's right. like that spongy. Life in the air. Yeah. It's All like a mass All
1: senses yes. Telling yes. you that this is right.
2: Yeah, well that's like, this soil's so undisturbed that that's actually how soil like when we say compost, like you can think of the forest soil as
1: nature's compost, cycling it through. Yes. Compost slowly, is yeah. just
2: a word made for us to take care of our waste. Oh. And if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah do you think and of
1: compost as like a
3: verb? Yeah, it can be. Yeah. You can describe the process. Yeah. And
2: also relating it all of this to our cycles and you know even like our thoughts and our mental health about and you know we just we're coming out of we just came out of winter and we're into spring and so winter is where really the composting is happening and the decomposition and we do the fungal sprays in the fall specifically for that and i call mm-hmm. it the preservation tea because it is preserving the soil life because it is just because it's winter does not mean that there's not activity going on there's actually the most activity happening in the soil under the snow and it's being so protected by the snow if you think about it mm-hmm. and so when the soil is just un it's like protected, it is doing its best work. And so that's kind of like the same for us, right? When we are going deep and inward with ourselves and composting Mm -hmm. old habits and thoughts and limiting beliefs and things like that. We can come out in the spring and bloom and that's when the microbial life is really...
3: (laughs) interacting with the plants they're not yes. just interacting with themselves in the soil uh, anymore uh, i learned yeah, this really so great beautiful. fun fact yeah because i've been like fascinated with alaska recently mm. <laughs> uh, <I wanna> go. <laughs> where it's really really cold there's this thing called permafrost yes. where the ground remains frozen past these yearly seasonal cycles in its own kind of unique cycle like it's not permanent truly, but they call it permafrost. And it can go like two miles down into the ground. It can go super deep. And the plant Whoa. life and the bacterial life and the fungal life that is in that soil, when it actually does defrost, it can come back to life. Like it is not it's in, like, dying. It's just it's just hibernating in this really big way. It's like Whoa. cryogenically frozen right. kind of. <laughs> and yeah, when I think about like the womb space of our bodies in the womb space of the earth. Like this idea of like fertile black soil being really inviting. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the same thing with our wombs. Like they tell you when they're ready. Like if pussy is emotionally, physically, energetically ready, she will be dripping for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's so true. with the soil, like. If the soil is crackly and dry, like it's not, it's not ready. (laughs) I work at a bar sometimes and I have this one customer shout out to Butch. (laughs) Um, He'll never hear this. (laughs) Um, But he came in the other day and he's usually like a real grumpy Gus, just uh, never a positive thing to say. (laughs) But he came out with a smile on his face and a little spring in his step. And I'm thinking (laughs) he got some pussy. (laughs) That was my thought too. No. He did in his own kind of, like, unattuned shadow masculine way in the sense that he came and he goes, "Ooh, I just tilled my garden. I put in so much work. I dug right in and I fucked the ground. <laughs> and, you know, I want to honor the side of the masculine that's like, yo, let's, like, put in the work and we'll accomplish amazing things. Yes, but also, like pay the fuck attention. The soil was not ready for you. <laughs> had it, like, had it rained it. yet? I just fucked Give that soil. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. It's like rape, so,
2: raping <laughs> the land. Right? Yeah. I, I wonder
0: like, how he feels now that we had this like big three-day.
3: Oh, like, yeah, the rain, rain finally. Like, I don't, it would have helped him too. It would have helped don't him. Me. Right. So just like not – there's this element of like we can just listen. And that's one thing I actually love about cannabis that brought me back to the soil was I'm such a like – fast-minded, grew-up-in-the-city kind of girl. Like, it's really nice to have something just to be like, hey, maybe sit the fuck down for a minute.
0: Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, the grass is that.
3: pretty. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it connects yeah. you to
2: nature. It does. Absolutely. It slows me down yeah. to
3: a pace where I'm, like, calm again and not rushing and can perceive and, like, give to these energies that aren't just human life. Same. I feel the yeah. same way. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love. She told me that story the other day, and I was like, "You have to." <laughs>
2: and on the podcast is so funny. And some people, yeah, like I, I've loved calling the soil the womb of the earth, and all the plants that grow from the soil and one plant you know can carry hundreds of seeds but it only takes one seed it's just like wow. so much abundance and fertility like when we are out spraying compost tea we like call ourselves fertility goddesses we're bringing oh. our fertility to your land I love that and yeah like we really are on this super in feminine guide to the soil and it's so connected to our sexual journeys and our expressions and it's just so beautiful. Wow. Um,
0: it's
1: that like, is so lovely. Life finds a way, <laughs> but like help it along, and it yeah, tells along. you if help it wants it to. Yeah. life goes on. Life. So I want
3: to bring up one of my favorite herbal plants, mm-hmm. because please, because it's kind of novelty and fun. It does have a, a practical application too, but we brought these mints that have spilanthes. And then. Wait, Spilanthes, Spilanthes. Shout out is a Flint type of mints. daisies. Yeah, shout out to Flint Mints. they call called the Electric Daisy. Uh, yeah, Electric Daisy is probably my favorite name for it. I think it describes it the best. Um, Wait, but we're going to give SK one of these mints. I have every not tried one of it. these. It's called, yeah. That's what oh, makes your mouth uh, Mints.
1: So Flint's Mouthwatering Mints. Um, and yeah, I have not tried these.
2: Oh, here we go. Okay, so mm-hmm. it's in the mouth.
1: I'm going with cinnamon ginger. Minute, yeah. The cinnamon ginger is so good. <laughs> mm. It's for toothaches. Weird. Okay. Two. Wow. Yeah. It definitely has a very... Isn't it intense? It's intense. I feel weird. <laughs> this feels weird. Like my it's whole like a, body feels yeah, it's weird. It's like a buzzing. Mm-hmm. A buzzing. I'm mean, going
0: get on wait, that wait, train. Why yeah, is this is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> on why is it not listed?
3: Because um, they don't have probably to. Probably because of that proprietary thing. And they don't have to. It, things in small amounts you don't have to list according to the FDA. So they have to list like what sugar they used so in this. So fuck. Whoa. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like tingly. It's wild. You're like what? My mouth really is watering. My tongue is. <laughs> yeah, this is some dental stuff. So for power sure. of plants. It's like these plants evolved alongside us. Like we definitely stewarded a plant like this. Because mm-hmm. when you're out in the woods and you have a toothache and you see one of these, you know that you can bite down on that flower head and be cool till you can figure it out. Mm,
1: so hello. I love
3: plants like this because they do feel like long-time relationships that have been growing with humans.
0: And now time for a quick commercial break. MJ Arsenal makes mini rigs and bongs perfect for your next adventure. Why mini rigs? Less air equals more flavor. Sacrifice nothing and elevate the ordinary session with MJ Arsenal. Use code high to
1: save at mjarsenal.com. Other
3: cool flowers, if, if you guys listening want to make some tea at home, like a really simple ferment, it, a lot of people are dandelion haters. And, you know, aesthetics to each your own, of course. But if you take those little dandelion flowers, put them in some water. And mm-hmm. the stems. And the stems. Maybe Co- pinch of sugar. Plant. Root. Oh, everything. Yeah, you can do the root. Um, make a little ferment out of them. You can nutri- give some life to your yard.
1: Wow. Make Wait, what else do you
0: put in it, though? A
3: little bit of thyme. It needs some time to ferment. So
0: this is but the- no water? Ferment, no water.
3: Oh. Water, definitely. Oh. Sorry. I forgot the main ingredient. Yeah. Water. <laughs> That's
2: oh the fermented God. plant Ooh. juices or fermented plant extracts or green manure teas. There's okay. a lot, a lot, a lot of different names. But how long do you and let it sit? Like two weeks. Okay. But you can do less do than that. So it's actually really fascinating. The, the plant, so dandelion specifically, and this also will segue into the steam steaming Um, dandelions have really deep tap roots so they are actually reaching parts of the soil that you're This mint up. is
1: still <laughs> having its effects on me. Oh, anyway, yeah, sorry. no, no, you're totally fine. It's love it. water. It's so
0: cute. It's so cute. Yeah,
1: I do feel like a little kid. Like, it, like I just smoked no, my first, first joint time or something. Time I'm
3: like, <laughs> you did. <laughs> you did. Yeah, initiated. the
1: mm. first time I ate it, I was like,
2: I don't know if I like this. i gotten way used to it. She now. was on a
3: client call for compost <laughs> and I can't see her just like squirming in her skin, and I kept thinking, like, just, just spit it out, oh my but. My <laughs> She was too focused. That that didn't occur to her. Nice, how you? So (laughs)
1: sorry. No, you're
2: fine. (laughs) Dandelions, electric daisies, all of it. So, yeah, dandelions have really deep tap roots. And that's also why, like, people are like, oh, they, they won't get, they, they won't leave. Yeah. Because they are reaching areas of the soil that hold nutrients that your grass, your grass roots are getting, like, not very far in the soil at all okay. compared to a dandelion. Wow. And so the dandelion is like, yeah, we're reaching the good stuff. And then they're surviving. And and like I said, though, dandelions, I think, don't like nitrogen. I think this could be wrong. I think that's thistle. Thistle doesn't like nitrogen. Okay. So When thistle is growing, that means that your soil is deficient in nitrogen. So if you just start like making a compost tea, it's nitrogen rich, which is not hard at all because compost is just inherently nitrogen rich. Mm -hmm. Um, then you can see your plant, your thistle will like
1: disappear. Yeah,
2: not disappear, but just not be able to be as strong and thriving. And so you can actually rip it out, or you know, do. uh, We're starting this new steam weeding service where we are killing weeds with steam or then controlling again, weeds with steam. Super old
3: school, you know, like grandma would have a tea kettle or and a boil boil a, some water and throw dump it on, it on the plant. unwanted plants. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is totally. just a way of doing it where we can do bigger areas. So,
2: with the dandelion going sorry, going back to the dandelion ferment is that when you remove that dandelion and you're putting in that water, that means you are harnessing all those nutrients that were in its plant in the plant cell walls. And in its roots and in its flower, which is tapping and, into the, yes. the deepest good stuff. So a lot of weeds are actually super amazing fertilizers. You can because they are weeds are like the most evolved plants, and the yeah. reason why they even most of the time grows because soil does not like to be bare. Soil is just trying to protect itself, right? Mm -hmm. The microbes need shelter. They need a home. They need water. They need a partner, a.k.a. the plant, to help them survive, right? So weeds are just really evolved ancient plants that have, like, we just, we survive in super degraded soil. Or, like, they don't need, like, the fancy compost (laughs) or whatever. Like, they just grow. And you'll notice this. Like, now that I'm telling you about this, like, notice where you see weeds. And it's, like shitty areas, like where the soil is just like obviously not productive in other ways. And so what, with the steam weeding thing, something I want to promote is that we can collect people's weeds at the same time as steaming them and yes. then we can turn them into fertilizer and add that into our compost tea. So that's just another additive cool. that we add That's in amazing. It. Yeah. It's like a full circle thing. And also just bringing awareness because, you know, the killing the weeds and the compost tea, it's really just a contrast of like life and death. But also, like how we can bridge that together is actually bringing awareness to that weeds actually bring lots of life. A lot of them are food, a lot of them are medicine. And um, so I'm really excited. Yeah. We're about to launch this service this year. The the steaming. Release. Hell
0: yeah! Cool. That's amazing. Yeah. And Volta
2: is gonna be really running that. Pioneering part of the biz. that. Yeah. Goddess yeah. of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm the goddess of fertility.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice.
2: Light and death. Hell yeah. Light and dark. Life and death. Yes, it goes it cycles. Yeah, totally. It is, that we go through. Can't have one without the other. It's like. So yeah, I just Yay. wanted to mention that
0: like really exciting service. Wait, what's Ooh. your company called again? I'm sorry.
2: Edaphic Solutions.
0: Edaphic. And solutions.
2: edaphic is from the word edaphology, and that's the soil science of how soil interacts with living organisms. So that means plants, microbes, animals to humans. Yeah. And so I kind of took the word edaphic from edaphology. And then the solutions part is because compost tea is a liquid solution, but also it's a long term soil health solution. Like I tell clients that you might not need me to spray your yard forever. Once we build up your soil food web and you're not disturbing it, it will take care of itself. The weeds will. Most of the time, take care of themselves. But it's also just instilling in people that, like, a couple weeds here and there is not the end of the world, and that we just actually kind of have to come back in harmony with maybe not having a perfect yard yeah. and rewilding
0: things. Right, a because bit. that was ridiculous and unattainable anyway.
2: But if we're gonna kill weeds, why not do it with steam? It's yeah, super fast yeah. and effective, efficient. We actually, the weed just stays, like, we don't remove the weed, and so it disintegrates and puts the carbon right back in the soil. Cool. So, yeah, there's, it's really cool. It's, like, an Australian technology that's also, I feel like, we're on the forefront of mm-hmm. and bringing to people. Um, so, yeah. Nice.
0: <laughs> what have you, like, with the cannabis you've grown, mm-hmm. have you noticed anything, like, with using the compost tea as its food, I guess? Like, have you harvested before with using your
3: techniques already? Yeah, definitely. I like how gentle it is compared to other nutrients, but, uh, Like, weed really likes nitrogen, and that is something you can go overboard with really easily, and you see it come through as, like, burns visible on the plant. Yeah, yeah. Right, and that's too much nitrogen. So tea is something kind of fun because you can feed it like it's water, right? So you can bring it out with your watering cycle and just gently add life to the soil. Okay, You could still do other amendments on top of that for sure, and we did in our harvest. Mm -hmm. Um, But the tea's just so gentle. It's so funny. Something can like work so quickly and also be gentle. Like it it truly blows my mind. It's so like contradictory almost. Mm-hmm. But yeah, every time I had extra tea, I could just totally feed it to them and know that they'd be great. It yeah, wouldn't it's be it's not, like
2: overfeeding.
0: Um, what was I going to say
1: about what you're just talking about Darn it? Uh-oh. You the can't like overdo it <clears throat> like you can with chemical nutrients and like yeah. nitrate-based nutrients. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess
2: I never like, uh, the living soil it would be hard is hard too. Well, the living <laughs> right. soil is a different. You have to, you'd over have to water. try, like really try. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the living soil is like a. You're, it's your. You're seeing it as a bank
1: mm-hmm. for
2: all these like amazing resources that you want your plant to have. Whereas the salt based fertilizers are just like if your plant doesn't uptake that fertilizer soon, then it can leach out. Or, like, it doesn't actually play a role. It just stays in the system, whereas, like, the compost tea nutrients are being constantly recycled and nothing is really going to waste. There's a lot of waste happening when you're just feeding these plants these soluble you're just like Nitrogen. dumping a bunch
1: of multivitamins on it and being like, "Hope yes. it all takes," as it's opposed to like, "Let me build oh, wow. this very nutrient." Let the plant decide.
2: Like, yeah. I need this, and the right. plant
1: like alerts the microbes. They send out, and then the microbes can yeah. talk to each so other. So what they? Really so
2: why people? I don't know if you've heard like people make compost They put molasses, so they put sugar in it. Or people just even put molasses like on their soil. Okay, so th- that's mimicking what plants do. Plants send out these things called exudates, which are sugars from the plant itself. Oh. And so when people like talk about the plant makes its own food, it doesn't actually. Plants do not. They. Like photosynthesis, what it does is it creates those sugars so that the plant can interact with the soil. And so that when those um, sugars are being released, the microbes are like, oh my gosh, so excited. And they come and they flock and they live <laughs> at the plant roots or they live on like with the plant. Mm. And then they start doing that cycle with the plant. So it's something like so inherently known in a plant. And we're kind of disturbing that, right? We're just like, take this. And the plant's just like, we're going to take in, all this. Well, if they're in super and... degraded soil, the plant's going to love it. But if you you are taking care and stewarding your soil, and yeah. building it up, and protecting it, and watering it, and all these
1: things we talked about. Um, yeah, wow, it's like the steward your soil. S- don't fuck it. Like, yeah, <laughs> <literally>.
0: don't <laughs> rape or it. All right, or like fuck it
2: right. Force, <laughs> or force it. Make love
1: to it. Yeah,
2: like. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this is goes back to like our just connection to land in general, and how people, and I, I would say, like in the United States history of mm-hmm. just raping and pillaging land yeah. and the people that are on the land. Um, doing that to indigenous cultures for years. You know? yep. So it's all really interconnected. And so I feel like the ways that people. And we're trying to unlearn. Yeah, they those. unconsciously <laughs> interact with the
1: soil in this way. It's like a programming. Yeah, it's like Western civilization has primed us to <laughs> do this. Like, I mean, as you were talking about like how Britain lawns and all that. It's like. Right.
3: Change happens slowly, but it does happen. Like I do see even like this designation around cannabis wording that's like living soil. Yeah, yeah, it it almost doesn't say much about what is happening. It's like saying non-dairy milk. Like who cares what it's not? What is it? Yeah, tell me what it is. right. So like it's more of a contrast between am I doing a substrate based grow mm-hmm. or like an aero hydro kind of thing? Or am I growing in dirt? And like you guys mentioned, there's always going to be some level of life in the soil. And I'm really hoping more people see the relationship of the quality soil to the plant. Having healthy soil just implies you're going to have healthy plants. Like that's got to be happening yeah. yeah. in these worlds. And again, like we don't really put a lot of focus on cannabis growers because they're a little bit stuck in their ways for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, seeing Fancy. these people doing living soil, if they're really engaged, even just purely from the business, purely from the monetary side of it, they're gonna want good soil. It it makes sense to be doing that. Yeah. Like, so I feel like we're we're inching closer, even in these mm-hmm. fields that are kind of stubborn, like cannabis can be mm-hmm. anyway. And going <laughs> yeah. back
2: to your question a while ago about what would the world look like if people use compost tea. So this part about why we even want to build the soil is because it draws extra carbon that we have in our atmosphere down and stores it into the soil. And how it does this is called humus, which is a word that human comes from. So we really are from the soil. But what humus is is the most like stable form of soil that the microbes in the soil cannot break down. The fungi cannot break this down anymore, so it's just stored carbon that just lives in the soil. Uh-huh. And so that is actually something we are doing while we're spraying everyone's mm-hmm. lawns and gardens with compost tea is building their soil so that their soil can hold more carbon for all of us. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. Wow. So it's like the climate mitigation yeah. totally. part of it. So yeah, that's yeah. what it would look like. It would look and like a much greener world. If we just take took care of like 11% of our soils, we could take out all of the extra carbon dioxide that they're saying is putting us over the level.
1: Wow. Only 11%. 11%. Yes.
2: Wow. So it like shows you how we just yeah. mismanage it and it's actually not. <laughs>
1: We've mismanaged our yeah, planet It so really so kind far of bums to- me
3: out when I hear people talk about climate like – oh, it's such a crisis and we have (laughs) fucked everything and and we're so powerful as humans that we destroyed everything. I'm like, no, you just got in the way of the process. Get out of the way. Like nature will mow you over regardless of how Mm -hmm. we choose to act right now. Mm -hmm. There will be hurricanes, fires, and floods that even shit out. Like just get out of the way and let nature be in its power stop interrupting processes. Like we're already totally equipped to solve this so-called crisis. It's just getting back to practices that are in harmony with what's around us where we're not interrupting these processes.
2: And that's what permaculture, and permaculture is also kind of a controversial word because really this man, this Australian man coined this term permanent agriculture from just indigenous practices, things that people have been doing for millennia to live in harmony with the planet. And it's not like that is just a huge topic because in permaculture, there is earth care, people care, and then fair share. It's like these three principles. And a lot of people are focused on just the gardening and working with the soil. But the working with the people is just as big a part of it. So it is honoring where this knowledge actually comes from Mm -hmm. and how we even got here and how we have skewed it. And it's all so deeply intertwined with our culture and
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. if the whole thing is like having an eco- an ecosystem and having a community, looking at our culture, it's kind of gotten away from communal life, communal living. And it's like looked down upon. Yeah, right? it's like we have isolated ourselves to the point where we're at and it's, you know, mental health crisis and, you know, end of the planet and all this like really negative shit, but we can get back and we can build it through community and... Like you were talking about with like the mycelial networks and everything before. It's,
3: yeah, we're we all doing just share it. a little bit of knowledge. We're and, doing it. You know, you yeah. take on not only these new skills, but you also kind of see the world in a way that's increasingly more balanced if you're able to keep pulling information in from many sources. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see happening, at least in the communities I choose to be around. Like, I love that. I see a lot of that. People want to feel engaged with their environment in a way that feels in integrity, where they're not interrupting these processes, where they're not damaging other life forms or what have you. Um, And I really do see it happening. Like, I feel so positive about it. Yay. Because,
2: you know, you look at a beautiful landscape, and what is creating that landscape is soil. are the plants. Like, when people are, like, such nature lovers, it's – You cannot separate it. (laughs) Right. And actually, like, what mountains and rock are all being broken down by lichen, which is an algae and a fungi that works together to create lichen. They're actually breaking down the rock to become soil really? so rock holds right all these yeah. minerals and these minerals are um, super necessary for the plant life and they're super necessary for our life so that's like it's really cool because we live on the mountains and just thinking about it, these mountains mm-hmm. are actually being decomposed by all this life all the time and it's a big can see cycle it's
3: beautiful the lichens are like whites blues gold green, I gold. always say the green ones I'm the always attracted black, to the black. green so that's what in on the is. rocks that's also eating the rocks wow like, very very slowly
2: but, yeah, but it's happening. Yeah. And that's how we like get naturally the soil is replenished with nutrients. So it, it definitely is there's some soil that we need to amend with cer- certain nutrients for like the microbial life to even make sense um, of like the part of like unlocking uh, the nutrients. But most of the time, the soil does have like all the trace minerals and NPK and all those things. It's wow. just not in plant available form, like I said. So Okay. Yeah. The wow. microbes are really doing so much work for us. They're the underrepresented majority well, on the planet. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Amazing. The silence
2: we them. offerings
3: of liquid kelp, yes. rice powders, and all the Bar- uh, things yeah. we feed them. Yeast. Yeah. Wow. And a beneficial <laughs> fungi. And yes. yes. So. When I look
1: at a beautiful landscape going forward, I'm just going to see like a whole bunch of life in a yes. way that I never have. Cool. Yeah, there's I an that. idea
3: that like if you scoop up a handful of soil, there's a whole galaxy in there. Like the way that maybe oh we can't gosh. see our whole Milky Way galaxy without the assistance of optics. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the same thing for the soil. And now that we do have the optics to really see these things, we see, oh yeah, it's, it's full of life. It is swarming of with ancient life. Ancient knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So we know
2: more about space than we know about the soil.
0: oh my god what the hell are we doing let's change that because
2: there's a (laughs) galaxy there's totally a galaxy under our feet we
3: need like NASA Uh, but for the soil what should they call this agency let's pitch it (laughs) oh my
1: gosh (laughs) Um,
3: yes SASA no that's us
1: SISTA just, just, like, uh, g- emphasize the feminine. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, wait, can you just say, like, change,
0: have it be the same acronym, but whatever space, just change it to soil. soil.
1: <laughs> yeah. National, right. National Aero- aeronautics and <laughs> soil. Oh, wait, we'll
0: take out fuck. Right. Never mind. No yeah. aeronautics. We'll work on it. We'll
1: work on it. The change, NSA. Change the A to
0: <laughs> something. Soil.
1: <laughs> Administration.
0: Well, we could, there we go. Yeah, we have this like Maybe. NSA, National Soil Association. Or- yeah, let's get rid of the actual NSA.
2: <laughs>
1: and
2: <laughs> no, we have this like new funny joke about. You know that song, like, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Yes. Like, my compost tea brings all the boys yes. to the yard. Like, my topsoil is better than yours. <laughs> I love
0: that. Wait, you guys could totally make, like, a parody, like, YouTube video. Yeah, throw that on YouTube for I sure. Mean, like Wait, you would
1: get So much business.
2: For yeah. real. I mean, we, like, it just happened that all of my employees, like, people who work, with us in this project, are women. And it's not that I'm like, I don't want to hire a man. It's just happened, and I truly...
0: We're not sexist, we swear.
2: (laughs) But I truly, like, what running this company has done for me in terms of, like, learning how to use machinery. That is something, like, I am from a family of four girls, and we did not learn, like, handyman stuff. It just didn't happen. So when I actually started my compost tea business with an ex-partner, he was in charge of all the machinery. And I was in charge of booking all the— Clients and actually interacting with the people. Yeah. And so when we broke up and and I got the company, I was like, "Wow, I'm gonna have to learn all this stuff." And I just, you know, dove right in. And I've always been so supported, and just really being like, "Wow, I want to do this for other women. I want to empower other women yeah. to be like, we can roll up and use this big machinery and be out. We and, don't need no like, man. We don't. You're yeah. Right. And a lot of the times at our warehouse space, like we like, take these big IBC totes. That's what we make the tea in and Put in my truck. We're like taking the IBC totes up and down on our truck, and so many times these men would come running over, like, can, can we,
3: like,
2: literally, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and like Volta we'll that that was like, just let them do it. Shelby, like, we, we should just let them do it. With time. I was like, you know what? You're right because it's just getting like so annoying. Yeah, but we were the only like women in that whole warehouse space and
1: wow. we're like a, a lot that of times in
2: male dominated spaces like we are and like even the landscaping industry and I mean definitely things are changing like yeah. I know so many women that own amazing landscape companies or just yeah they're doing amazing things it's just there there's a trend happening right the more the better that we treat the soil the better that we treat each other and ourselves. Other opportunities. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the better, it's really it's all interesting connected.
3: working with all women, especially having worked in spaces around landscape, agriculture, what have you, um, where the feminine rhythm isn't the dominant rhythm. It's the daily male cycle. It's the showing up every day to grind, which, of course, is its own beauty. But it's so incredible working with all women if I've just started my bleed or – if I've just got shit to take care of or whatever, like, I can trust that I can lean on women to do that. Like, I can't ask that of a male person on a crew unless they are, like, highly evolved. Like, they've probably yeah. had a wife and, like, three daughters and they yeah. figured it and out grew up eventually. with sisters. Like- right, right, right. So this is not the average man that gets this. And it's so cool to work with women because it's such just, like, proof, hard proof oh, that you love can that. work in a way where you don't have to get up at the crack of dawn. You don't have to grind, grind, grind all day. Just show up, do good work, do it in your feminine way in your feminine rhythm. And we've accomplished so much and grown so much in a way that would qualify again in that like masculine data numbers kind of thing. If we looked at the business that way, yeah, like we've grown it for sure. We've done it in our way though. Mm-hmm. Like we like to joke, like When people are like, oh, you gotta get up early, you gotta stop doing dabs. We're just like, (laughs) why? Wait, I don't think I have to stop doing that. Actually, I think I'm fucking crushing it.
2: it. It's people imposing. They're imposing their own limiting beliefs onto you. And so I have actually like made not like a a vow or said to myself that I don't want to change my morals and values just to get business. And I mean that in every single way. I don't want to just like appease to a big fertilizer company and bow down to what they want me to do or something. Like I will. People will come to us, and that's just truly what's been happening. Like, yes, we've been putting ourselves out there, but it's a beautiful synergy of people finding us and being yes. like, I've been looking for you all over, oh. and there's no alternative, and my dog died from the fertilizer they were putting on our, the weed killer oh they were putting God. on our land. Stop. Stop. I'm you know, sure that happens. I'm going to cry. And, you know, and, like, this this affects everything. Not just the dogs, the bees, you the know. The like, The children. The kids, yes. the yard, yeah. But, yes.
0: like, it's also so- getting into our systems, too. like. It's
1: It's not it's not just to keep the kids safe. It's keep us safe. Right. It's like you're covering your stuff in chemicals and then walking through it. It's like of course it's eighty percent of
2: the pesticides that are like that pollute the waterways and our groundwater come from Residential homes, eighty oh percent, and I like right. recently found this out and, and was it like, "Wow, we're making sense. such an impact." You know,
3: the the landowner that you're totally. renting from or whatever, yeah. he's just thinking, "Green, oh, yard. it's just Let's this one it space. It's just <laughs> this right. one quarter acre." It's just that one weed, and if that's what everyone on the block is thinking, all yeah. of a sudden you are living in Roundup City. Totally, yeah. it's mm-hmm. like if seventy-five percent of the houses,
1: then the that, whole
2: yeah, ugh. that stuff that they put in there, it will leach out. It will go somewhere else. It doesn't. The plants don't know how to uptake it and turn it into like recycle it. They the like, plants they do everything don't understand the property
1: lines. Yeah, like, <laughs> they're not here with the zoning. Yeah, yeah
2: they're not concerned. Exactly. Yeah. So it's that it's it's the effects. There's like everlasting. Effects of putting that stuff down, and people just think it's like instant and it's gone, or it takes care of it. It's like no, it is. We all have glyphosate in our blood from eating GMO, and what is glyphosate? Glyphosate
3: is Roundup. Oh wow, that's like the like it's it's one of those yucky things that is somehow still legal to use and is therefore very prevalent.
2: They actually genetically modify plants to be able to like handle the glyphosate. So it's like, just like taking it so far from nature just to get a yield, like to get the quantity. And again,
3: it's that short term, like you get the yield this year, but wait five years when you have destroyed your soil, what's going to happen then? Well,
1: it's like, hopefully by then you've sold your shares and then you're a shareholder in another company (laughs) that's also growing, killing people in a different (laughs) way. It's like also interconnected. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the actual like eating of food. It's all about like, the rapacious nature of capitalism.
3: Uh, yeah, capitalism is all so about interesting. The greed there again. are so many conventional farmers, and by conventional I mean, you know, using glyphosate, using till practices, accepting subsidies from the government, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Conventional farmers who would much prefer to be doing different practices and they just can't economically figure it out. Yeah. Uh, Well, so I really do want to give a shout out to those people because I know they are looking into regenerative practices and ways to work the land that are different. And I see people getting pretty innovative, even in conventional settings. Like I saw this little TikTok video of a farm that was transitioning from conventional to regenerative. And one of the first things that they did that was super simple was the feed that they gave their cows. They included grass seed in that feed. That would grow the type of grass that the cows want to eat. That is so. So as the yes. cows are walking around, pooping on the soil, munching on the grass, stomping on the ground, they're depositing seeds and pressing them into the earth and fertilizing them so that they can continue to grow. That's And so then the farmers smart. are more taking care of like irrigation and water. So it's like again this like delegation. You can make Just the cow work with for nature. you. Yeah, the cow can make its its own little salad. literally
0: work smarter, not harder.
2: Truly. It's
1: like, why hire another person when you can just have the cow do it? (laughs) With with these conventional
2: (laughs) farmers, we're talking about people who farm like thousands of acres. Yeah. They are actually like given a consultant for their soil. It's just someone sent out. And that person happens to work for like Monsanto or, or these other companies. And they say, you know what? You need this much of this, this much of this. And the farmers are just like. They listen. Aww. It's not because it makes their life easier.
1: Well, and then they're like, and here's your ordering
2: form, and will you take these kinds of yes. credit cards? And and, and, they, like- and farmers do get subsidized, like what you were talking about earlier. If compost mm-hmm. and compost tea could actually be a subsidized yeah. fertilizer, that would change the game because yeah. that's really the reason why these things have stayed around as long as they have is because it would make sense economically. But we're trying to make it make sense just functionally and how we're living and interacting with it, not just the financials. But also compost tea is not expensive and it's not inaccessible. So just we want to bring that awareness that none of this is like you have to even have a special compost tea brewer. I just have a commercial compost tea brewer. But truly, you could just do this even by just putting... Like we said, like the dandelions in a bucket and letting it ferment yes, and then pouring that on your garden. This was it's invented
3: by illiterates. Like don't overthink it. This is just human. It's not, you don't have to go to college. You don't have to be a biologist. Yeah. Just it's dirt and water. I love and that. And sun and, you know, Because that's simple. how I feel Experience. about
0: growing cannabis too. I'm like people try to make it so difficult. It's like. No, you can literally just grow. It's, it's called a weed. weed. Yes, how <laughs> we said mm-hmm. at the same it's Called time. weed for a reason because
1: it literally just grows like a weed. Like well, a it's diet. like get good soil and water it. And well, yeah. it's been like a
2: competition of like who can grow like the most like terpene content. You know, like mm-hmm. like all these logical things mm-hmm. that she was talking about. Like yeah. it's been ranked and there's a status quo over it now. But most of the time, salt based indoor grow. Weed will sell more than the living soil organic outdoor yeah. stuff, just, the yield. Is a whole, just because the way it looks.
0: Yeah, and, they're going for like bud structure, I think colors. the reason the
3: industry gets away with it is because when you harvest a plant like cannabis, that is the end of its life cycle. It's harvest. It's over. It doesn't continue beyond that. Um, especially the way that people tend to harvest. Maybe there's some way where you could take little bits and cure them over time or something, but that's not the done thing. That's not what people do. So if we're not really concerned with, okay, how is this plant regenerating each time we harvest? Because that's not how it works. People aren't looking forward enough. They just see the first initial thing, right? Like the short-term impact. And it's beautiful. It has that like ooh, I get Botox and fillers look of the weed. It's like, you yeah. know, like it's not the natural beauty. It's like the enhanced yes, beauty. Yes, so true. In, uh, in and that's, people respond to yeah. that. It has bag appeal. It's it's beautiful. Like we can't argue with it. But mm-hmm. I also know people with like health issues who grow their own and flush for weeks at a time or it's just so that their end product is actually pure. And you can't expect that out of even or, an organic living soil grow. They're not going to put that level of effort into it, um, so I think that's a really interesting thing about growing yeah. at home. Well, especially whether it's food time per or plant. your weed, yeah, um, growing your own is really the only way to have any control over that situation or any knowledge about the quality of the soil, unless yeah. you're you're working at a farm that you co-op with or something like, yeah, and. Let's be honest, how many of us are doing that? You did it once when you were 20 and you were like, this is too much work. <laughs> like, Let a real farmer do it. Totally. Right. Yeah. This will mm-hmm. be a story for
1: the rest of my life.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like growing food at
2: any capacity, growing any herbs, anything, you are directly connecting yourself to the soil, to like the plant spirits. And that's something I love about plants is like they will come to you and mm-hmm. they will show you and they will speak to you if you just listen. Like I have had so many plants be around me and not knowing what the purpose they serve and their functions and then learning and it just all like ties into what's happening like within me and my life and just blow my mind. Plants have <laughs> truly blown my mind because maybe
3: okay, when did cannabis come into your life?
2: Ooh, when did cannabis come into my life? When I was a freshman in high school, it came into my life and but I remember the first time I ever saw cannabis as a plant and not just, you know, like the nuggets. Yeah. And I was lord i was just like this is where it comes from just so and i realized how disconnected i was and i'm like yeah this is a plant this is not like a synthetic <laughs> yeah. thing
0: um so cuz you know
2: i like i had friends like smoking spice and all that stuff and i was like no never K-2. ever yeah never into that and oh, i've like i have continuously smoked weed since I
0: was a freshman. Same. Me too. <laughs> so, so I think mine was like in between eighth grade and freshman, like summer. Okay. Do you summer. remember
1: yeah. specifically? Oh, what yeah. What was it?
0: So I was with my sister because all my friends were trying to drink, and I was like, I don't really want to drink. I mm. feel really drawn to this like thing I've heard about, weed. <laughs> <laughs> and I t- went to my sister who's four years older than me, and she's very smart. She's a doctor now. And she yeah. was like, okay, you're, we're going to do it with you, me and my friend, like I want to introduce it to you so that you know what you're doing if you're like at a party or whatever. So we smoked out of this like little bowl um, in her car with her friend Vivian and then got fro-yo, like frozen yogurt. (laughs) Um, Well done. Well done. Yeah. And it was amazing. And I was like, this is great. I want to do this all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: but it, yeah, it feels like you're like in a in a dream. You know, everything's just everything's better. You know, like just puts a positive, like immediately makes me happier. Euphoric, like mm-hmm. yeah.
1: feeling lifted.
0: Yeah. yeah, but we do need to wrap things yeah, yeah, up, I and I want to ask you guys the one question we ask everyone: if you could consume cannabis with anyone in the world, alive or dead. But it can't be family. Who would it be?
3: Ah, I... I don't like your little qualifiers. I know. The thing. Yeah. Everyone like, okay. is
0: always like... All
3: right, all right. Not family.
0: Because we don't know who your family is,
1: <laughs> you know. Well, but also it's like... Yeah, I would love to get high with my grandpa, but...
0: I would love
2: right. to, I think to everyone get high would. with
1: one of my favorite R&B
2: singers. Mm. Her name is Kalani. Oh, Kalani! She yeah. just
0: released a new album. I know. I have <laughs> been listening nice. to <laughs> Hell yeah. So yeah, that's my answer. She would be awesome. I'm currently obsessed with 070 Shake. And oh, I think they're, they're dating. dating. They, yes. they
3: definitely are. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah.
0: Uh-huh. I love that so, we yeah. know that. Um, I love that we yeah. can smoke with them. Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> Would you dab? Um,
2: yeah. Okay. I mean, if they wanted to. I feel like she like, smokes <laughs> a lot of, she's like smoke a lot of blunts. Mm-hmm. She has been super vocal about her whole it, like relationship with cannabis and being a singer and all this stuff. So, love I just that. know that she's she's down.
3: <laughs> Hell yeah. I think I might do Willie Nelson. I, I think it's <laughs> something about... That's a classic. Like being from Texas or like... I was going to say, is it because you're from I, Texas? Yeah, I don't, that. That's that's just what's coming through. I also like, I, th- I find him a confusing public figure. So maybe I just want to dig a little deeper. I'm like, yeah, on the one hand, you're like the stoner icon. And then like on the other hand, you just like right... Country music. I'm like, I guess that makes <laughs> sense, but have it's like, to experience this yeah, human.
0: Like, I need some clarity mm-hmm. on a few That's things. A funny question. He's he's very he's getting he's getting up there in age.
2: Yes, yeah. You're gonna
0: have time left, beeps I'm just getting the question. You could have been
2: a person. Could have been dead too. Well, hopefully not
0: soon. (laughs) He's got some time. This is so (laughs) so amazing. Thank you all so so much for coming on and educating us. I learned so, so much. I'm literally like. Now you can be a soil
1: steward goddess. You already are. You already are. You're on your way. yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to take a peek at uh MacArthur's plants and like
0: Oh no, they're yeah. not doing well. Oh, it's okay, well, I don't care. I'm not going to Maybe judge. you can help me. Teach us yeah, how to make them. Yeah, we can give you better.
1: compost no. tea.
0: I'll pay you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> absolutely.
0: <laughs> we have so much left over from I would love like, that. They kind of need some help. This time. <laughs> yeah, we would love Okay, we'll go out back. Give some food to thanks. your little planties.
3: So thanks for having us. Yay, thank you all. Wait,
0: where can people find you?
2: So our website is adafficsolutions.com, and we are renovating it right now. And so I'm really excited. Um, it's up. But um, yeah, or Instagram, solutions. Nice. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Perfect. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to- Tell my landlord to hire you guys. Oh, yes, yes. Remedy we love, our stuff. Yes. There's no, truly. Yeah, we'd be
2: happy to. we give you a card. Nice. <laughs> yes. Oh,
0: yes. Yeah, we're about Sweet. to go do like
2: a consultation after this. Go like over to someone's yard and be like, this is what it would— take yeah, yeah. Do you, would you like come and see <laughs> yeah just get them like excited people are like you gotta come see yeah so I do you like you gotta always see yeah yeah doing a little sight <laughs> check so mm-hmm. we're about to do that after this mm-hmm.
0: so nice. exciting yeah. yay well thank y'all again You're so yay.
1: Thank you.
0: okay stay high everyone